I blame Russia and UK. Um, the invading. UK? <laughs> the British. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, invading. People just like how I talk, you know. Welcome back, podcast listeners, for episode 44 of Not To Be Technical, the 46th recorded episode. Yeah. It's your boy, Nasty Knopf, bringing it back nasty, okay. and Charlie Cash. Charlie Cash. Wow, I like that nickname. You Usually you give me an adjective in front of my name. You're, you're giving me- I'm running me, out of adjectives. It's like Johnny Cash, Charlie Cash- yeah. I like it. This is uh, we're starting on a high note here. Usually these are very uh, rude nicknames, nicknames that make me feel bad. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like money. But we are back. We're back. There's a lot going on. Uh, we got some good news for you in terms of our marketing team. Lots of marketing updates. I mean, the oh yes, you will not believe the marketing updates. I mean, we've been really working hard here. Uh, we have some trending news for you. We're going to follow up on a few things. First and foremost, I need to find out how the hell are you? So I would say um, from our last episode, the uh, feelings of the hypnosis are uh, still still in play. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling wow. alive. I would have thought they would have subsided by now. No. Wow. I still might be hypnotized. I'm still susceptible for anyone to hypnotize me. Just hit me up. <laughs> I'm out here. He'll do anything. Outside of all the hypnosis stuff, you know, we've got a lot going on. Um, you know, there's basketball, you know, the, the very important Eastern Conference. Uh, it's happening and it is a strong, um, you know, there's a Mr. PJ Tucker. He's getting hurt and stuff. Honestly, I don't even think he's that great on the team. Uh, I think he's getting old. He should get out of there. Um, wow, this is quickly turning into a sports podcast with your coverage on the Miami Heat and the I Eastern Conference. Sports. Um, uh, we've got Montreal, a trip to Montreal coming up. Labor Day weekend, or is it Memorial Day weekend? It's Memorial Day, yeah. Shit, I get those two confused. I'm sorry. It's, like, it's pretty much the same thing in the U.S. All right, well, we got Memorial Day weekend yeah. coming up. We also have Gary coming on this trip. That's right. We can't get Gary to do the podcast, but we can get him to go to Montreal for a very long weekend. Although I will give Gary some credit. I think he would have been available this week. And this time it was a different host that had a little bit of a conflict. So yeah. not going to name names, but we do have a lot going on in office. I, <laughs> we, we really have. Uh, and I do want to bring up that for Montreal, we still have a little bit of planning to do before next week. Maybe we'll do an episode from there. We probably won't, but maybe we will. It's possible. But we've been looking at Yelp. We've been looking at a lot of things. And that reminds me, Novice, there's something I want you to give me. Um, I am proud to announce Charlie has won our competition and is now officially Yelp elite. Yes, I wanted you to give me my respect, which you just kind of did. Uh, but yes. And I give you my respect. Thank you. So, um, And I've liked and endorsed all of your comments on Yelp. I appreciate that. And this is true. He does actually read my reviews. And I, you know what, Yelp, we had, for anyone that doesn't know about this, if you're a new listener, we've had a competition. Who will get to Yelp Elite first? Uh, it was a competition that's lasted for months and months. It really heated up last month. And I got Yelp Elite. That's all I can say. I got it quick. 
an office. It was a very tough competition. Uh, I think you posted one tough. review. I posted about six. My one review got a lot of action, though. I'll, it really you- did. It, it wasn't even that good. Like I posted a way better one for the first that place because it was. I mean, I wouldn't say way better, but it's much more detailed for sure. People just like yeah. how I talk, you know. Yeah, but if you heard the last episode, you'll know that Mia R from the Fort Lauderdale chapter of the Elite <sighs> Squad reached out to me after she saw a review of some Korean shaved ice I had. She's been in contact with me, giving me the details. And let me just tell you, now that I'm Yelp Elite, I got that badge, that respect next to my name to all my reviews. I don't know what to do now. I looked into it. I looked into what actually happens when you become elite. I have it up right here. I get access to a special page, the Yelp Elite Squad of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, There are events just for Yelp Elite people, uh, the squad. Uh, right now, because I guess it, it's still Can Asian. Can you go here. to Miami um, events? No. <laughs> Fuck. Or West Palm Beach? No. But um, I mean, some of them are borderline. But I guess Fort Lauderdale is like the you know the Broward County region. I don't know. I guess it's all segmented out. Like I saw that sometimes they collaborate with like the West Palm Beach chapter. But essentially, all that goes on when you get Yelp Elite, besides your respect and getting that badge is there's events that you can go to for some free stuff, like maybe opening of like a new restaurant a little bit sooner. And there's only two on here right now that I can see that I'm able to attend. Uh, They're both uh, because it's an, I guess, Asian um, history month. I don't know the right term. What is it? Is it, is that heritage? Yeah. Asian heritage month. Yes. It is Asian heritage month. I don't even know if that's, you just asked me a question. I just threw a word out. It sounds good. So let's run with that. But um, they have Asian owned restaurants right now that you can go and get special experiences for. And that's about it. And I can also nominate other people. So that's what it takes to become Yelp Elite. We've talked about that in previous episodes. And now that I'm here and I got my respect, I have access to two restaurants. So uh, not to say it. that I'm going to do this, but can you like try to game the system here? Like if I just do a few reviews and I may just know a few people who are Yelp Elite, I could just kind of rack up nominees that way. Does that work? Yeah, so it definitely helps to know someone that's Yelp Elite. So anyone that becomes Yelp Elite, and I've only been Yelp Elite for like two days now, and I can nominate people. So if you post a few more reviews and I nominate you, then you will be in consideration. And then I got tips. The Grand Council. Exactly, the Grand Council. And then uh, as long as you post like a few reviews that are detailed, you know, that's not like good grammar in it. You have some photos. You space them out a little bit too. You don't want to post them all at once and spam the system. These were all tips I got from an insider that was also elite. I posted about two reviews. My last review was only three stars. I definitely was uh, not pleased with the restaurant. And as soon as I posted it, I got this notification. Charlie, congratulations. You have been invited to the Yelp Elite Squad. I hit accept on my phone and that's all it took. And you deny it? Yeah, you can. Or you could just be like, never mind, or like dismiss. <laughs> like, oh, I don't care about it. That's probably happened. There's probably people that ignore everything. They're like, I don't give a shit about this. Dismiss. But yeah, I'm here. I won the contest. It was good. But if you want to also become Yelp Elite and come to me with these things, you know, I, I could help you out. You know, I mean, I know how to write reviews. You know? All I'm saying is um, I'm now in a new competition with somebody else to become Yelp Elite. Uh, this competition is fierce. And uh, please stay tuned for more updates. Uh, can you give any, is there a timeline on this? Uh, is, does this person matter to the fans of our podcast? No. To both questions? 
Yes. Okay. Very good. Well, so stay we, tuned. Yes. Yeah, stay tuned. Um, what we also would like you guys to stay tuned to is also our marketing updates and our polls. So we haven't had too many polls lately, but we did just post a poll right before we started this episode related to our last one. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, the trend of when children are first getting cell phones and cell phone usage uh, in relation also to media consumption. That we started talking about just kind of when we first got our phones. Uh, it was a little different for Nafis and I. Uh, Nafis got his a little bit later in years. I got mine, I think, late pretty early. Late adopter over here. Yeah, late adopter. Or like I, a poor adopter. <laughs> sucks to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got mine like around age 11 or so. So that's exactly what our poll is. Our poll is just of different age ranges when you first got your uh, phone. If you're listening to this right on release, you can still vote now on Instagram. We'll have the results on Twitter. I do know, Nafis, you already voted and you voted incorrectly. I did. I, I, I just clicked. Sometimes like those polls got to give you like another shot or something. Like. <laughs> Just one redo. But if you do that, if they gave you another shot, it would let you see the results. Oh. And then you could just change your answer if you're one of those people that are just sheep and just want to go with the crowd. You know, that's. But you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, they should really have a feature where let's say you put the, like you submit it and like you have two seconds to undo it if it wasn't, you know, I could see something like that, an undo button. Yeah, exactly. It's probably not high up on their list of things to do. I'm sure. Yeah, but. You're right, Thomas. That wouldn't be bad. But, Thanks. Give me my So that respect. poll's out now. Give Nafis his respect. We'll give you some more polls here shortly. But we do have some marketing updates like we talked about. And this might be the most marketing updates we've ever had. So we've talked about on our last episode, we got stickers and billboards, baby. And this is true. These stickers have been posted around South Florida. We've had people ask us to mail them some, and we have. We've had people ask us, how do they get more stickers? Can they order more on their own? So if you want more stickers, let us know. We're going to have a way to get them soon uh, for everyone uh, on demand. Uh, also, no timeline, but I would say probably sooner than whenever you're going to finish your Yelp Elite competition if we're going off of trends. Nice, nice. But we also, for the billboard, we got a lot of questions too, because we do have placements on a billboard. You can see Novice <laughs> and I space in Fort Lauderdale. And the we'll way, post images of this said billboard soon. I, I hope we can, but... Oh, are, is there potentially like we're not allowed to do that? No, no, no. So here's the issue. So the billboard, when you think of a billboard, just you like think of size. a static photo that's just pasted on a billboard on the highway and never changes. So the bill, if, which costs in South Florida thousands of dollars. We're not throwing down thousands of dollars. Let's be real. But there is uh, a solution where it's like the digital billboards and you could show eight second spots, almost like an ad online. It's still on a real billboard off the highway, but it's an eight second spot and it rotates throughout the day. And that's much more affordable. Uh, That's what we've done. I just meant more so like an image of what the billboard at least looks like. Oh, no, I know what you were saying, but I was explaining that because that makes it really hard for us to just drive there and get a picture of it. That's never especially during the times you want to do it. I think we could do it like if we figure it out with time it, but like we'd have to be off the highway. You know what? Now that I think about it, I think we can get it done if we really try. but. Regardless, Billboard will be out there on days that we're releasing podcast episodes. We will also have some placements in Fort Lauderdale. It's off of the Turnpike, heading southbound, uh, in between Pompano Beach and Fort Lauderdale. So you'll see our big faces there. Nice. I think it's worked. We've gotten some downloads, is all I'm saying. The stickers, the billboards. I mean, we're, we're really out there, baby. And we're looking good on that billboard. We are. Yeah, I think it's the best <laughs> we've ever looked on a billboard. I mean, it's... I- <laughs> It's probably the most ridiculous billboard. 
I, so I did this as a joke initially, like not even a joke, just to see how it worked. And like, there's no way you could just get a billboard of whatever you want. And I was totally wrong. You really can. And it's it's super cheap. Like I'm talking like, it's probably cheaper than you think it is. If anyone has any reason for doing billboards, reach out, I'll help you out because it's cheap as hell. But, (laughs) but we do have some other marketing updates too. In office, we need a little bit more help, right? Oh yes. Um, Something that we've been struggling with, um, honestly, since day one, is really um, having you know really good social media profile, having you know great imagery. What? And, and, and to to start off, I really don't want to say this as if um, I'm shitting on the imagery that we have, right? Um, Charlie, who is spearheading all of this, and by spearhead, I mean full control and doing everything there. Um, it's a lot <laughs> of work, you. right? Um, and I would say, you know, in the beginning, the first few images, you know, were great. Charming. You know, charming. Charming is a great word for it. <laughs> Quite charming. You know, uh, you know, like almost like, you know, the way you describe a little charming quaint house. You know, that's what it felt uh, like when we started. Yeah, that house down the street. It's like, it's a little quirky, but, you know, I like it. You know, there's you know, something I, it fits. But we've grown out of that stage. You have billboards at least now. thirty-five episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, and um, you know, around that time, we were so ready to start looking for better graphics. So we hired some, you know, freelancers on oh, like man. Fiverr or Upwork. I don't remember what platform. Fiverr. Fiverr, and we sent them a few images of us and gave them some concept ideas. And what we got back was so bad. Um, it was. So disheartening. I mean, so there was a photo. And back then, I will say when we first started the podcast, we didn't have as many photos of ourselves as we have now because it was like during quarantine and COVID. We didn't have a lot of recent photos. There wasn't a lot to go out and do specifically together. But we had one photo of Novice and I together at a prior holiday party. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I was a little heftier then, but like I wasn't, you know, like very large or anything like that. Right. But it was a it was a good example photo along with some other ones of us. So highly reviewed podcast artist on Fiverr. Like I'm talking one of the top of the line ones. He had very good deals. You know, he wasn't based in the US, which I think is why the pricing was good, but the work was phenomenal. Like Nafis and I looked through a lot of different Fiverr accounts, like these freelancers. Like, you know what? This one makes perfect sense. Like I, it's the clear winner. Like I remember we both were like yeah. unanimously between the two of us, <laughs> which was very, very big decision. Yes. That's no, the person. I mean, there was a couple that like were close, but we just Yeah. This one really, we both and were like, this is the guy this is it. and he was not the guy. Let me tell you the, what we got back. We're going <laughs> to have to post it. We have to post it on social media now. So we'll definitely post it on an Instagram story and also on our Twitter, just so you can see it. If you missed a story. <laughs> oh God. Oh, it is terrible. I, I don't even know if we should go into describing it now. Like you, you have to go see it. It is, um, man, it, it was, they took that literal photo. They added about 30 pounds to me. Oh yeah, it's uh, so my funny. eyes looked like there's little no reason dots. that he needed to be that fat. It's basically what he like this person did is they grabbed like the two photos that we sent them, yeah. went into Photoshop and used some sort of filter that like makes the picture into like a cartoon or like sort of like you know image, yeah. like, you know, just some Lazy. sort of artistic thing, and then just sort of 
superimpose them on each other and they just look so bad. Like I'm sitting on like a table with an iPad. Yeah, you're sitting on nothing if I remember oh, yeah. right. You're, you're, it's, I'm like floating, right? Yeah, you're like floating. There's like an iPad and a pencil. It's a, The whole thing's <laughs> terrible. So we'll share that in office. I think you know why you brought that up now. Oh, one, yes. one, to shame this artist. We'll, we'll, we'll shame him. We'll continue. But to the second him. reason is we really had a whole plan for social media We've neglected it. The podcast has started growing, even though our social media sucks, but we need to take it to the next level again. Long story short, That's right. we are looking to hire someone to redo our social graphics, make some templates, some things that we can utilize. And we will be looking on platforms like Fiverr and Upwork and things of that nature or people that we know. But if you are someone that may be able to help out there or want to or have interest in something like this, Reach out to us. Let us know. We we'll pay money. This isn't just like help out the podcast, you know, like, you know, like, yeah. comment, subscribe. Like, yeah, we'll we pay. got money. We we they do call them Charlie Cash. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Novice, how much are you willing to throw down? At five hundred dollars. I was gonna say five hundred dollars. Wow. This was not planned. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Easily if it's really Let's like say it was. if it's good, we'll give you five hundred, you know, that's real. And maybe more. Charlie Charlie's got money. Yeah, that's that's like uh, I can pay. Yeah, five hundred if it's really good. Uh, on that note, though, um, I also do know a company very well that is looking to hire a digital marketing specialist. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, I do digital marketing uh, in my main career. If you think that you're someone or you know someone that has maybe like you know two to three years of experience, at more is great too uh, in digital marketing. Hit up the podcast page. I might have a good opportunity for you all. Just a little side note there. Uh, you'd work with some great people is all I would I, you I'll say. You could work with me. Yes. You could be able to work with Nafis. Uh That's the only great person. I'm pretty great. And I'm I hear fun. You. You're, you're, you're great. You're fun. <laughs> you're hypnotized. I'm hypnotized. I might be Yelp elite soon. Yeah, that, that won't happen. If that's what's going to get you to don't listen to him. Let's get into some trending tech. Haven't heard that before enough. We're going to jump right into it. You know me, you know, I love Uber Eats. Uh, Uber Eats has been doing a lot of stuff lately. And one of them is their new autonomous robot deliveries. So they have partnered with two different companies now. They're going to start actually utilizing robots to deliver food. You see other brands talking about it, but the actual execution of it has not happened yet. So Nafis, one question I have for you, if there is still a tipping option for robot delivery how do you handle that oh uh, absolutely not (laughs) fuck i that's also my response but i've seen some conversation about this online and one of the thoughts that was thrown out there of course this isn't out yet in la this is um one of the companies serve robotics i think it's called they are going to launch their pilot program for a select few restaurants some of the claims for the tips is one that will go directly to the restaurant workers if it's an autonomous uh, robot or to further the program. Uh, it's not clear because this isn't really available widespread yet, which way it will go. I would assume the restaurant in this case, but would that change anything? No, <laughs> I agree. I mean, so the thing is, if you're going to, if you're going to want to like make an argument to tip, then you have to provide like the right backstory, right? Like, so what you provide is as much as you have mm-hmm. and that's not compelling enough for me if you are trying to procure a tip from me. Like if you're saying something along the lines of, hey, we've got this person whose job it is now to 
you know, put together all the food really well. And then they have to go run over to this car that's parked in a specific location and put it away in a certain way. Like I need to know what the process is a little bit more for the autonomous vehicle. Clearly it's not a driver getting out, grabbing the food or something. So I can see um, something that necessitates a tip for somebody because someone's got to do that work. But at the same time, like, no, (laughs) I agree. If there's a, they have to put a lot of transparency in the app in the process in a way for the users to know, like they're just not giving Uber more money. Uh, So I I think it'll be interesting, not only for Uber Eats as they roll this out and they have these pilot programs. And this first one is in like the West Hollywood, California area, by the way. So if you're anywhere near there or know anyone there, they may be able to actually look into it and try it very soon, if not now. But other companies too, like Amazon, local delivery from uh, retail stores like Best Buy and Walmart. These are all things that are supposed to be coming out as soon as it's regulated and approved by local governments pretty soon. So it's all been worked on. It'll be interesting to see also the challenges that happen, uh, you know, because right now with Uber Eats or something, I'm the first one to complain if there's something wrong with the order. Like, I, that's just me, uh, especially through an app. Like in person, I'm a little bit more lenient but on the app. If something's missing, I try to get the whole thing refunded every single time. And I have no shame about it. But what do you think is going to happen? That's interesting. You're right. Like when you've got to just deal with it that way, you're right. I do the same thing. Yeah, they make it so easy in the app. And that's one of the things that I think hooked in a lot of people other than the low cost and the the ability to tip wasn't there for years and years. And that's why people liked Uber Eats. There was not a lot of fees or a lot of fees. But then as it got on, they added the fees, ability to tip all that, blah, blah, blah. Right. But now with the robots, what are those issues going to look like? Hey, the robot dropped it off on my roof or hey, they like. They they miss the GPS or the coordinate location. Like, you oh, know, yeah, I mean, like, how does the food get delivered? Are they going to just yeah. just throw it like eject from the seat? I'd imagine a soft landing, but these are the types of things where, like, I would love to see a is showcase this, of so this. So I, I don't know too much In about real this. Life. Is this more like a drone? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's more like a drone, and they also so the drone is the main thing that they're saying, but I think they're also starting with like some smaller autonomous vehicles as well. So things that are like not necessarily a car, but like in smaller areas and regions and like delivery ranges, like it, the the one thing I saw, there was like one picture. It almost looked like a, like if a scooter were just this big old box, you know, <laughs> like a big old box in a scooter, like nowhere to sit. Just you got yeah. the box. Like it was like that. Okay. Yeah. That's a good visual. Actually. Yeah. It's interesting about With this. Four is- wheels. now it doesn't sound right um something it it does actually make it a little different (laughs) yeah i'm sorry i should have said that um something uh interesting about all this is i've been reading this book um it's called like uh the future is faster than you think and it's just about how you know technology um or i guess the rate of development is increasing as there's more i guess like evolution in different areas of science and technology where things are just starting to converge. And um, the sort of entry of the book was just really talking about Uber and really their long-term goals. And ultimately that, you know, they're, you know, right now we're hearing more about autonomous vehicles, but you know, their next step is also vehicles of flight and making those autonomous. And like the first couple, like, you know, I'd say minutes of this audio book, we're just tall, all about talking about, you know, where they're pushing all of this technology having these flying vehicles that are autonomous and then having, you know, essentially like for these vehicles to be able to be charged and have parking spaces on top of like skyscrapers or like they called them like, like air parking garages. 
Uh, it's really interesting because it oh, wow. seems like it's slowly starting to get there with Uber Eats and drones and to start. I'll have to put the name of that book in the description. I'm also interested in that actually too. Um, I I have to listen to the rest of this book to even let you know if it's worth the time. But it so far it's been all right. Sure. I mean, I just Googled like Brave a tech book. I Googled a tech book and it was near the top and I was like, ah, okay, let's give it a shot. I got a couple of free books from Audible. So type okay, you type you're looking for technical books. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, let's yeah. uh, find something not tech. <laughs> I feel like Gary would say. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> but we'll have more there. The book club for not to be technical is just getting started here right now on this episode. But what has started a while back, and it, it's honestly this it needs to be over with already is the Elon Musk Twitter takeover and all the drama around it. So we've talked about in previous episodes what was going on before he bought it, the speculation, what would happen. Everyone's in an uproar. The world's going to end. Then it wasn't going to happen. Then it finally happened. And now that it's happening and agreed upon, there's a lot of issues that Elon Musk is raising uh, regarding bots (laughs) on Twitter. So Twitter has long said, and their CEO Double down on this very recently, that only 5% of their monthly active users are fake or spam accounts. Just 5%. That seems hard to believe, though. I think anyone that's ever been on Twitter or just has a basic knowledge of social media can tell you that that can't be true. Like, in Elon, <laughs> yeah, and so, it's the latter, but you said basic social media. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, that's what's holding up this deal. Elon Musk, and again, his intent, and like if you knew this the whole time or planned this the whole time, can be debated, can be assumed. But right now, the deal is essentially on hold, he is saying, or he is making sure to verify this information because Musk, he hasn't given any credible evidence of this, like a, a real report, but he said at least 20% of all monthly active users are fake. And he's even said maybe even 90% are. But, you know, that's I think that's one of the things where people take his tweets way too literally. You know, I, and yeah. I would honestly say, like, I, that sounds very akin to, like, some sort of outlandish, like, Trump-like statement. It does, honestly. <laughs> like, the 20%, it's like, okay, fair enough. Like, if you think it's closer to that, get the research, push them on it, okay. But... You can't be saying things like maybe even 90% are fake. Like when <laughs> like, you're trying right, to grow, you, know, you start losing your own credibility. That exactly. People like you. No estimate there. But the CEO had this long thread on Twitter that he posted explaining why they got to 5%, why it is 5%. If you're interested in that, you can look that up. Uh, it's It's been like a whole uh, back and forth between them. One of the responses Elon had to the CEO of Twitter, uh, his name is Parag Agrawal. Did I, do you think I got that right? Yeah, I think you did pretty good there. Hell yeah. I well, don't know about the first name, but... Oh, I felt I better with the first name. Oh, yeah. I think you did better with the last name. Oh, well, Parag, my boy. Mr. P. Mr. P. Mr. P <laughs> responded with a bunch of detail and data for how they got to 5%. And Elon <laughs> Musk responded in a tweet only with a shit emoji. That was it. That was his response in his rebuttal. So I think going back to what you just said was kind of the credibility and stuff. It, it is, he is losing it a little bit with this deal. And a lot of people know that he's taking a little bit more as a joke than he should be at this point. But if they rip up. So one of the things that's interesting here too, is this may lead to Musk trying to buy Twitter for a lower valuation price. The stockholders mm-hmm. of Twitter, everyone that's kind of in this deal or has a stake in it, they just want to push the deal through. They're like, look, we agreed on this. 
if Musk decides to break the deal off, if he decides, you know what, no deal, he'll have to pay a billion dollars. You know, it's a small percentage of the overall deal, but still it's a billion dollars. So that's, that's a the- lot of money. But I think, I mean, I don't know, like definitely some sort of fee of like general magnitude makes sense, right? There's yeah. a, this is a lot of disruption. And just imagine if you're an employee of Twitter, right? Like that, that's the huge issue right now. Yeah. They're losing a lot of senior employees. People are uncertain about what's going to happen. People don't like the ethics behind it. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, right now we're going to get to this in a moment. There's a lot of layoffs in tech right now. I mean, still, I think overall it's booming in comparison to previous years, but a lot of these bigger companies, and we'll get, we're going to get into that data in a moment here, are starting to lay off people. Twitter's not hiring as much right now. Their stock dropped 8% as soon as Elon showed the skepticism and potential that he may actually break off the deal or try to buy it cheaper. So there is a lot of disruption, like you said, in office and during a time where yeah, they had a the, whole hiring freeze as soon as like they started talking about any of this. Yeah. With all the inflation right <laughs> now, everything going on, it is really a terrible time for this to happen internally at Twitter. So the disruptions really more than it would be with the timing right now, probably the worst recipe for them. But on that note, so one of our next topics here. There have been a lot of tech layoffs lately. Uh, I know just personally on LinkedIn here in like the South Florida region, there's been a, quite a few local companies that are either tech startups, bigger companies that all have had some layoffs recently. I, I don't know why. Maybe this is like the time of the year that this happens. I'll be candid. I haven't really noticed a lot of this. Have you been on LinkedIn a lot recently? No. Yeah. Well, LinkedIn, there's actually been a lot of posts. Uh, and a few of the companies that are doing a lot of the tech layoffs are a bit larger in nature. Uh Right now, so Amazon, so Facebook actually is the first one I want to start with. Facebook's parent company, Meta, they paused all hiring and scaling up of departments right now. They're reevaluating their business needs versus their revenue was the official answer. Amazon, same thing. Uh, all the warehouses have become overstaffed. There's a big hiring spree. They've freezed a lot of their staffing uh, as well on the corporate level also. Uber, same thing. They're going to treat hiring as a privilege and they're going to be deliberate about when and where they add the headcount. Robinhood is cutting 9% of their full-time employees. Peloton reduced it by 20%. Cameo, another one, reduced it by a similar amount. So there's lots of... These are just a few examples. The list goes on and on when I'm looking here of layoffs that were just announced within a 30 to 60-day span and most of them more recent. So Netflix is the one that we've talked about a little bit more recently. If all the issues, their stock going down, they laid off about 150 people in their corporate offices, which is a lot in terms of like a bigger office and higher salary in terms of the positions that they had and they held. Yeah, that's a lot. It is. So there's a lot going on with that right now. And going back to what we were just talking about uh, with Twitter it's a recipe for disaster in terms of what's going on. But Nafis, from your perspective, is there like, why would you feel like if you just had to make a guess, like this is happening right now, this time of the year with everything going on, like, what do you think is some of the driving forces? I feel like the first one's kind of generic. It's inflation. Yeah. Costs of things are going up. Um, I think there may be some lingering effects from just the pandemic and issues with supply chain. Mm-hmm. Um, the supply chain, it's so weird how much it affects things. It's like when production slows down elsewhere and there's parts of products that you need or anything like that, it just slows down everything. And if revenue becomes a problem or you're making less, then 
it kind of creates the need to scale back or at least slow down at the bare minimum. Um, some of these other companies that you mentioned, though, also had their own issues, but it, they yeah. all kind of fall in line with some of these things, too. Like we talked about Peloton a lot. We kind of know the story there, uh, at least from previous episodes. But, you know, in their end, you know, they're not, you know, as soon as the, you know, the country started opening back up, um, their sales plummeted. They're not at the same trajectory and growth that they were in 2020 when people wanted to work out at home. Um so I, I think a lot of these sort of more macroeconomic shifts are affecting most companies, but the bigger companies are a little bit more under the spotlight because you just, they're going to feel the effects because they're such a big organization that touches so many things. It's kind of like, I don't know, expected. Inflation, I think, is a big piece of it. As the price of everything goes up and gas too is at a level that's just never been seen. I think the average for all 50 states. Fuck you. That's right. I don't need to worry oh, about man. gas, but it does affect affects things like this inflation and the prices of things going up. It's we're over four dollars four dollars a gallon is the minimum of like the average of all the states right now. We have five states that are over five dollars a gallon, and California on average is six dollars a gallon right now. So insane prices. The housing, stupid. I think housing prices too also play into effect here. But you also have COVID ramping back up as well too. And there's a lot of different factors that with the stock market going down, crypto crashing, it really is just a recipe for disaster for this type of thing with all the tech layoffs. What I think is one of the more interesting stats here uh, related to the layoffs and why this is something that's very different than what we're used to in like kind of the post-pandemic era, a lot of people are calling it, even though there is still COVID. Yeah. um, (laughs) Or the effects of it, you know, on like the economy and like everything. Yeah. I don't know if you remember like around this time, like last year or or really more towards the the end of 2021, uh, you were seeing each month, like as jobs report, like the job market's booming and it still is positive and like growing in a lot of different sectors, but there were millions of jobs added every month in the U S in April, the numbers just came out for April, 2022. That went down to the lowest it's been since like that post like quarantine era to just 400,000 jobs. Uh, that's the lowest amount of new jobs added since the, yeah, since the pandemic stopped like the quarantine era. While it's slowing down, there is still more hiring than people leaving jobs. But this is still, again, not great timing with everything. So what I would expect as things happen here is a slowdown season. That's really going to mimic what we're seeing with honestly, like the stock market inflation. Yeah, it, it'll probably ramp back up eventually with other things, but it is an odd time in a tech sector that is used to just really seeing rampant growth, like across the board, anything kind of business related. And now it's slowing down quite a bit and drastically, almost like a sudden stop. I blame Russia and UK. Um the invading. uk <laughs> the <laughs> british <laughs> yes exactly uh, invading yeah ukraine honestly that's a big factor too you're, you're not i wrong. really don't know what's going on there these days but i it's it involved it it is a huge issue and i feel like it's talked about less just because there's fatigue from uh, if you know what's going on please hit me up i'll be impressed <laughs> i can try to help an office but i would love if someone reached out and tried to inform me too you. <laughs> please help an office learn about one of the, the worst, <laughs> worst things to happen in modern history. Uh, please, please help us out there or Nafis rather. Just me. Do you want to get to a few other updates here in office? What if I told you that there's a new feature on YouTube and it's a feature that many people claim came from a website 
that rhymes with corn rub. Oh, wow. Um, I've never heard of such a website uh, or you, would ever. You mean YouTube? It, it didn't work. That's um, fine. But that's exactly right in office. There is a new feature that comes from this site you've never heard of, uh, allegedly. Uh, and it's called the most replayed. So now when you're on YouTube and this feature just rolled out actually today, it used to be like something that could be enabled in beta for anyone on premium. YouTube you didn't tell me I'm going to see all these uh, related videos about um, stepsisters and uh, stepmothers. <laughs> no, no, actually. <laughs> um, but if you were watching videos about stepsisters or stepmothers, YouTube would now highlight the most replayed parts of a video by other YouTube users showcase it for you in a very easy to click manner so you can go and watch the most replayed parts of a video oh wow so this is a feature that came from said corn site interesting so that's what that feature was i thought those were almost like pre-tagged portions of a video well they are pre-tagged portions of a video so the, what they're doing is they're saying hey we we're tracking everything users do on our websites especially with the video engagement and from the one minute mark to the one minute and 30 minute mark or 30 second mark on this video, uh, that's when everyone's replaying the video most. So it'll call that out from the beginning. So, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. So maybe if you're watching like an instructional video or something like that, nothing related to step siblings or parents, uh, you might want to get to the meat and <laughs> potatoes of it, you know, like what, where am I going to find out how to fix this? How am I going to figure out how to cook something in the air fryer, which Gary has had a lot of uh, issues with Gary. Um, this is something you may enjoy. Um, Honestly. Yeah, for, now it would be for some of our listeners who may not know this. Uh, Gary was outraged when YouTube had taken away the dislike or the count for dislikes on videos. Yes. Which I'm sure that 90% of people on YouTube, if not more, Never really looked at the number of dislikes. Yeah, like they might be annoyed that they didn't see the number anymore, but no one was as outraged as Gary Mann. And Gary like was just unreasonably outraged. Or outraged. And we talked about this on a previous episode, but the reason why Gary was doing that is Gary had an odd way of searching for things on YouTube. Let's say that he wanted to know how to cook chicken thighs in his new air fryer. He, <laughs> the way he would search on YouTube is how to cook 16 ounces of chicken thighs in my Ninja RX 900 air fryer. What settings <laughs> to use? Like that whole thing I just said, he would put into the YouTube search bar. So of course the search results are just insane or not specific enough to what he thought he should get. And he would always be like, oh, the videos suck. And the only way that he would know what to look at is by looking at the number of likes and dislikes, which well, probably still was terrible. On the plus side, now he can go straight to the good part of the content. That's if right. If he doesn't, you know, sort out his situation, he can just move on. Yeah. So since then, we have helped Gary have better search habits in YouTube. I have not helped. Well, I, I'm the only one that helped him. I hope he's learned from it. But uh, this feature is perfect for someone like Gary. And honestly, it makes a lot of sense. It, most replayed is a, also a really good signal in office. Let's say we're posting the podcast videos on there. You're just a YouTube creator, anything on there. You, we would then get that data too. We can see what people are replaying the most. So that data was always available in some regard. Like you could see like, hey, like this is when users dropped off or people on average listen through here. 
But to see the most replayed part in particular, that's a cool way for people that are creating content to actually understand their audience a little bit more and what they're really liking. From my experience using this on uh, this uh, Cornhub website, I would say I'm, I am welcoming this new feature coming to YouTube. I think it will be a great addition. Uh, and I called it Corn Rub before, not oh, Corn Hub. I was oh my to, God. I was trying to be a little bit more discreet. The cat's uh, out of the bag. So there's one trending tech topic or really a company that Charlie usually leads into and uh, it's Peloton. Uh, but today... Oh yeah. Big Peloton I'm, guy. I, I'm <laughs> Peloton gang. Uh, but I, really today I, I'm taking the reins here. Um, you know, more recently at what I'd call one of their like town hall meetings. Um, it's called the homecoming office. Oh, thank Every you. year Peloton has a homecoming. An annual homecoming uh, where they really kind of drop information about like either like teasing new products, um, teeing up things that are going to come out, just general announcements. Um, and the product that they really teased about this time was having like a Peloton rower. Um, I've discussed on previous episodes uh, that I'm interested in something like this from Peloton. So uh, I would say this, for some reason, I do like rowing and I could see myself getting a Peloton rower. I mean, between you having the rower and me having the bike, I mean, that would be, that. this would be something I most am interested in you getting because I'd be using the shit out of it is all I'm saying. But that is a really good, um, I, I think there it's an untapped market right now. Cause if you, I know there's one, I think we covered in, in the past. Like there was that weird climber one that emulates rock yeah. climbing at home. That's supposed to compete with Peloton, which I still am skeptical of, but I'm sure it's fine. The Peloton tread is just another treadmill. There's lots of you know competition in the market for that at home already. Rowers. I'm sure you can buy a rower for home and it's not that crazy, but there's not like a brand that you're like, Oh, did you get the XYZ rower? Right. Uh, yeah. And I would say like, you know, I've looked into these devices. Um, I feel like I would have gotten targeted with more of these, like what I would consider like, uh, like community based rowing, you know, where you have like a screen and it kind of brings you to like a, a way to like do it live with people or take classes. I haven't seen anything like that targeted to me. I see more ones that are like, like space conservative or like wooden and have a specific aesthetic or like, have like some sort of water-based contraption to make it feel like you're actually rowing, whatever. Uh, but I haven't seen anything that's kind of like what a Peloton is for rowing. The only thing, uh, you know, I, I usually do short, you know, rows. So I don't know, for some reason, like Peloton being a bike just fits the vibe of that company better. And I, I, and I feel like, I don't know, it, it is supposed to be their flagship, but I think this is an exciting product. Um, aside from that, it's just really been teased. I don't think there's any like, real announcements as far as, you know, when we can expect a release date or anything like that. So, um, we just really need to stay tuned and, you know, see what other news that comes out as long as they don't keep laying people off. That's right. They, uh, they tease that the news is coming. They tease the upcoming news, but one thing I actually didn't know, and I just looked it up now. What do you think the word Peloton means? Um, or do you know, rather, I definitely don't know. Because Um, I was thinking about, so the term hydro for the rowing company, which would be like their competition here, how I like that name, but I was thinking, how would the name Peloton by definition really correlate with rowing or the treadmill that they have already? And I did not know this, that the word Peloton is the main field or group of cyclists in a race. I had no idea. I just thought it was like a word they made up or something. 
You know, I didn't really think about it as it being a word. I just, it sounds stupid, but I don't know. It's just I've heard it so it's, many times. Just Peloton. No, it, I you know? I get what you're saying there. Like you just <laughs> I just thought it was like a brand name. You know, yeah. it's just like Peloton. Great. Okay. <laughs> you know, you don't think about it, but yeah, that's what it actually means. So. Uh, what they call the rower will be interesting. Like if it's like, if they're going to make it an offshoot or anything like that, if we're just going to be Peloton row, what's the treadmill called? Yeah, Peloton tread. <laughs> Fuck. It's not that interesting. Never mind. <laughs> but Hey, now, you know, if you, now, you know what the word Peloton means. It's not just a random word that you never think about. It's the main group of cyclists in a race. Uh, it's funny to wrap this episode up. If you're a new listener, Jump over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Oh, leave yeah. us a review if you're really enjoying and have gotten this far into the episode. Uh, if you don't feel like you're ready to leave a five star review, uh, give us a shout on Instagram at Not To Be Technical or Twitter at Not To Be Tech. Give us a heads up on what you're thinking. Um, Why? And- <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? Why don't you like us? Why? <laughs> Tell us why. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, if you are willing to, um, you know, join the team in some sort of capacity and interested in helping us uplift or upgrade our social media, uh, please reach out to us, uh, and five hundo five hundo um, on it, baby. They call him Charlie cash for a reason. That's right. Just reach out on Instagram, whatever platform, uh, we'll talk money. We'll talk dollars, maybe $500. We don't know. It depends on what you can produce. Uh, you know, we have some other opportunities too. If you're listening earlier, you can also reach out about those if you're a digital marketer. And stay tuned for the next episode. That's right, baby. Hong Kong.